Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Ollie, can you say Rob? Oh, Beckett. <laughs> and can you say Josh? Josh. Widdicombe. Godfrey. Well done, Ollie. Ruth, can you say Rob? Rob. Well, it goes Beckett. on, doesn't it? Yeah, any chance Josh? you can turn the fucking telly off? Say, say Josh. Oh, my word. Whittacombe. You're not going to believe this. Can you say Josh? There's more. There's more. That's it. Look, that was it. I'd say, look, I, it sounded cute. You got, please turn the t- Like, we don't ask so much. At least mute the telly in the background. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've, you've got to say, I'll be honest with you. Mm. That sounds like you've lost control of your children. <laughs> The widow comes away, so it never really works. Where, where, how old was the kid? Hello, Josh and Rob. Love, love, love this podcast. It's genuinely amazing. It helps me get through daily. Yeah, not enough to turn the telly on mute, though. Was you don't love it that much, do you? If you really loved it, you'd care this about the my, other listeners. Oh, oh. To be fair, Rob, yeah. this is my two-year-old twins. Fucking hell, fair play. Oh, maybe it weren't a telly. Maybe it was just another child. Oliver and Irina reading That's your name. Did it twice for the intro. My daughter, nicknamed Rue is currently in the believing she's a dinosaur phase, so gave up halfway through. Thanks for both for what you do. All the best. Stacey from Tilbury Port. I've never heard of Tilbury Port. Uh, uh, let's light up the glasses and find out where it is. <laughs> Google, uh, Google Glass. Maybe I should get one of them. Um, how would you feel if I um, did the podcast with one of them new Apple virtual reality <laughs> headset things where you can see your room, but there's sort of like... In the corner of the room, there's files and stuff like that. Would you yeah. feel like you could connect with me? Um, yeah. They're yeah. so expensive, there, man. They've got a cable and a battery pack. Have you seen it? No. They're so like what four is it? grand. A it's a pair of goggles. It's about four grand. And then there's a massive wire coming out the back that goes into a power pack that only lasts a couple of hours. But what it is is you're, it's, it's like not virtual reality. It's like integrated reality. I can't remember what the word is. But you can see all your room and your telly, but then you can also have like – up on your wall like a film playing because oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. in with normal... What yeah, is it yeah. called, Mark? You know what the word is. Augmented reality. Oh, where yeah. it's not virtual reality when you're in a total virtual world. It's where you can manipulate your surroundings with the screen and glasses you've got on. So uh, so you'd be doing this, but you'd just be doing it with like... So what I could do I is... Billy Connolly or a better comedian. <laughs> no, but for example, if you're, if you're doing it in quite an efficient, nerdy way, I could have you... I wouldn't. I wouldn't need the screen here. Yeah, I could have a screen of you in, like, in front of me on the wall or whatever's there. And then to my left, I could go like that, and I could have all the, the correspondence. I could have all the the file. I could see how long the file's been recording for there, and it's yeah, sort of like you've got nice, a desktop nice. screen in your vision. Yeah, and I could Google while I'm chatting to you. Oh, well, you, I'll be yeah. doing that in my hands, just pop, you know, like Minority Report. <laughs> so we are doing. Today, correspondence, but also we decided, because we thought this would be fun, to do any questions answered. 
Yeah. Thank you for all your questions because they're great. They're on our Instagram account. Go on Instagram and we'll do this another time. Um, so follow us on there. Josh, this is from Louise and it made me very excited. Because yeah. as you know, we are promoting uh, Rob Beckett's Smart TV and we're splitting up the promo, Rob. Yeah, so th- this is a panel show we did with Alison Hammond. I'm, yeah. I'm the host and then you two are team captains. That's great. Quiz about telly and it's sort of funny... Um, but also, also it actually gets quite, quite competitive as a quiz, but we've got to do a lot of promo for it, and it's yeah. all been spread out. So some of it we're doing together, some it's me and yeah. Alison, some's you and Alison, some's me and you. Yeah. So we're all over the gaff. We're so going to be... You're doing Jonathan Ross, I'm doing Graham Norton. Yes, because I, I don't think I could do... I can't... You, it's like... It's like Noel and Liam. If you work for yeah. one, you can't work for the other. It's stiff neck and loose neck. They've split us. They've split us stiff neck and loose neck. So you'll have been on it by the time this goes out. Yeah. So this is how I found out the rest of the lineup. Yeah. Josh from Louise. Are you excited to be on Graham Norton with Gabrielle? <gasps> <laughs> you want with Gabrielle? I must be. You've got to ask her about <laughs> Screwfix. I've got to ask her about Screwfix. And say, Rob, yeah, I was in there. And you got mentioned. Yeah. yeah. So there oh, yes. you go. You want me, Gabrielle? Who else? Anyone? I don't. Uh, don't. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sheen and Ian McKellen, I know, are on it. But the problem is, you're basically going to go from Ian Mc- Sir Ian McKellen talking about his amazing performances for over like 70 years in acting. Michael Sheen being the greatest sort of character actor of all time. And yeah. Yeah. He'll be doing something at West Endy that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. then they're going to talk to you about your new panel show. And then you've got yeah. to go, Gabrielle, do you like Screwfix? <laughs> And then you'll be accused of being a paedophile and then everyone laughs at you and then you go home going, well, I think that went all right. <laughs> That's what normally happens to you on Graham Norton. Yeah, it's happened three times. <laughs> well, I know what they say, there's no smoke without fire. <laughs> um, right, have you got any other questions from our loyal listeners? Okay. Um, how did you decide your kids' name? This is asking for a friend from a non. How did you decide your kids' names with your partner and wife? Were there any conflicts you had to resolve in terms of preference? We won't say the names, obviously. In terms of preference and name or that you didn't really like and how did you do it? Okay. So, Rose dreamt my daughter's name. <laughs> what do you mean? She said, I had a dream about a name and I think we should choose it. Yeah, but that we knew we were going to do that, but then my kid would have been called My Teeth Are Falling Out and There's a Shipwreck. <laughs> we didn't think it was... Fair on her trying to spell that at school. See, Rob, that kind of humour is why you're booked on the panel shows, mate. That's that kind of quick why stuff. you're on the chat shows. McKellen's not coming out with that kind of shit. <laughs> that is a fully formed joke off the bat. Stick yeah. up your ass. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's fine. I'm not <laughs> earth shattering. You try and think it's something better that quick. Yeah, it's making the fucking edit. I tell yeah, you that. Straight in the fucking edit. Have that. <laughs> Clip that up. Get that on the fucking Instagram. Where's my money? See you next week. That's my life, mate. <laughs> thank you yeah I'll try and swear less next time fuck off don't like it don't book me watch smart right, TV you're not, you're not booking me fair enough yeah. okay you're not booking me sure what I did like, I did five cock jokes in a row in QI and I've never been asked back oh well why don't you look at yourself why don't you look at your own cock in the mirror and come back to me um, Lou wanted to call my daughter Alice and no offence to anyone called Alice but I burst into laughter and shouted Alice who the fuck is Alice oh here we and go and that yes, really annoyed yeah, Lou yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, at, uh, I really liked our second daughter's name, but Lou said it was a little bit too wacky, so we didn't go for it. But then she'd calmed down a bit by the time the second one. So yeah, we but we like both names. I don't know. We sort of just 
we agreed in we agreed in advance. When anyone sort of goes, oh, I just looked in their eyes and he looked like a Graham. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's, that is not what is nonsense. What is it? You know, absolute nonsense. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah. If you do do that, good luck to you. But I think it's a crock of shit. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> If that makes you feel better, crack on. But I think it's absolute nonsense. And I will sit on the fence on that. <laughs> if you could reinstate one thing Michael has edited out, what would it be? I, I couldn't. I don't listen, so I couldn't tell you. No, but I know something that I presume has been edited out. Michael will need to confirm this. I'm not going to say a celebrity, but we were interviewing a celebrity. Hmm. And they said that they would go for walks out of their house, leaving the baby in the house. <laughs> They walk, they walk the dog around the block with the baby sleeping in the house. Yeah, well, the dog, the baby in the house. And they were telling this to imply they're a really good parent because they didn't go very far when they walked the dog. <laughs> and we sort of looked in shock. Yeah, and I thought, I'm not chasing that down mm. because there's no fucking way that's making the edit. And their child is grown up now, so we yeah. didn't feel like we need to inform any... Exactly, exactly. Any, uh, relevant... Authorities. Authorities, yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, I don't um, listen back, so I wouldn't know. But also, I think the reason why um, that I implicitly trust Michael, because also Michael... Because you've still got of, a career. Well, no, because I've still got a career. Also, Michael worked on a lot of the panel shows, so knows exactly what to yeah. do and how to do it. So, um, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, right, do you want to do another question, and then we'll do some correspondence and yeah. dip in and out? Yeah. Oh, have you got a new kettle, people asking? Have you got a new kettle yet? Yeah, we have got a new cow. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Panic over. If baby slept through the night from day one with no issues, would you have another stroke? How many would you consider having? <laughs> so no, I still wouldn't have any more. If if I, if I could have a child that arrived at the age of two, yeah, eighteen months or two, I could around that. T- I don't. I'd have to do a bit more research and remember what they were like fully. Yeah. But a child around the age of two, I reckon I'd have two more. But yeah. the problem is. It's, hard. it's the pregnancy as well. Oh, yeah, no, no none of that. I, like, yeah. That's hard work, and I don't even have to do it. I just sort of have to be near the person doing it, and it's too much for me. So yeah. God knows what it's like for Lua Rose. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not just the sleeping, I'd say. The sleeping is a big thing, because you are like, we're, we're now on easy street. Why would we? Well, not on easy street, but relatively. Yeah. Why do you roll the dice again? And I think two's but, enough. I'm from a big family. I think what happens is people... Only children, and they go. Oh, I want a big family. They have a big family, and all the kids from the big family go. Oh, I'd rather have one or two, and it just that's how the world keeps revolving. When it's I cyclical. Did, um, what was that thing? Uh, who do you think you are? One of my relatives. Just, oh, you know, from five hundred years ago, had fifteen kids. That's too many kids. It's impractical. Isn't I don't. It? I don't feel I've got fifteen mates. <laughs> I know you. Never haven't. mind. <laughs> Um, right, Josh, on a recent episode, you asked for tips about getting kids dressed in the morning. Yeah. Here we go. Tip for kids wasting time getting dressed in the morning. Get her to choose the next day's outfit just before bedtime. Yeah. Works a treat as no faff as there's no decisions the next day. Yeah. And they're weirdly more amenable before bedtime. Um, yeah, and this is from good. Amy, but lots of people suggested this. So the night before. Yeah, we've tried that. Yes, that's good. Does that it work? does work. Yes, that does work. So what we've done now is... Because they're all the same. This is the difficult thing. It's not about her going... So it's like there's four pairs of black leggings and some days they feel wrong and some yeah. days they don't I didn't don't know your daughter wrong. was Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same outfit. 
I bet Steve Jobs didn't kick off about the tightness of his black leggings. <laughs> well, he used to have a black roll neck, blue yeah. jeans and big trainers because basically Einstein only had one outfit. And Zuckerberg does the same, doesn't he? Yeah. But do you know what? I Steve don't think I'd want and Mark laugh. and Albert, yeah, have you heard on. about being a fucking laugh? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just you having them, Josh. fun. Just enjoy yourself. Let's do this. Oh, hello, Josh. Oh, my name's Mark Zuckerberg. Hi, Mark. Do you know what, Mark? Yes. Fucking loosen up. Oh. Enjoy it. You've got some money. Buy some nice clothes. Not your tiny little grey T-shirt that you're always fucking wearing. That's quite aggressive, actually, Josh. I've only introduced myself to you. Yeah, and I you are hosting the annual Facebook. Facebook Awards. I hate Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but you're here. Yeah, but am I hosting the annual Facebook Awards? Well, Nick Clegg, you come over here now. I've got some fucking words for you as Does well. Does he work here? He does work here, yeah. What does he's he the do head for of me? Something. He's the head of something at Facebook. Oh, sniveling little rat. He's the one who <laughs> fucking started sucking off Cameron when they didn't get enough votes to get yeah. in, didn't he? <laughs> Zuckerberg's changed, hasn't he? <laughs> You're fired, mate. Get out. <laughs> Um, right, okay, so uh, yeah, so the night before, quite good. Also, you're, you're saying about your son with eczema having a bath. Apparently, you don't need to bath him every night. You can give him a bit of a break and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, we, a lot don't. Of people. we don't. No, no, not, not accusing you of saying, but yeah. a lot of people going that yeah, it's yeah. sometimes easier. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of uh, eczema, eczema chat on the on the emails, Josh, if you need oh, any advice. Sorry, on yeah, yeah. Um, right, um, is a boomer, a boomer parent in an oh, we'll inject more. it into my veins. Here we go. Hi, uh, Rob, Josh, and Michael. As I entered my primary school years, like many kids, I was eager to have school friends over for birthday parties. I'd ask my dad if this was possible, and he would always have the same response. He said I could have a bloodied nose party like my sisters used to have. He proceeded to tell me that once the children arrived, he would line them up and one by one punch them all in the nose collected all the blood in a bucket. Then he would give us all a paintbrush to touch up the walls with the fresh blood. What? Now, my dad is a well-respected, kind and caring member of the community these days, so I can only assume the Anything Goes Parenting Vibes of the 80s brought out this dark side in him. Obviously, I didn't want to call my dad's bluff and proceeded with a party that had even the slightest chance of my me and my friend's bloody nose being painted on our walls, but as a way to avoid throwing your kid a party, it seems he nailed it. So... He he obviously didn't do what? this. He used that as a threat. Yeah. Fucking hell. That is intense, isn't it? So she never had... So, sorry. Obviously so I she did, never had birthday parties? Yeah, I didn't want to call my dad's bluff and proceeded and never proceeded with a party. So he never, she never had her friends over because she thought her dad was going to punch her oh in the face. Oh, my God. Fucking oh hell. That, yeah. I, I wish she had called his bluff. Well, imagine if he, if he chinned them all. <laughs> Uh, thank you for thank you for making me laugh twice a week. God, you must have a depressing week. Um, and that was um, Anna from Litham St Anne's, mum to Sam, age eleven, and Eve, age six. Age six. So she never had friends over because she thought her dad was going to punch him in the face. That is grim. That, that is awful. Is grim. Okay. He's uh, well respected, kind, and caring member. I always find well that suspicion when someone gets described as well respected. Yeah, yeah. I just sort of think, from who? Yeah. Who's deciding yeah. that? I wouldn't say I'm well respected. I'm not well respected. No. No. I don't want to be. You'll see that when I meet Ian McKellen. <laughs> That's the problem on those shows. I've said this before. If you get a really serious actor, but McKellen will be amazing. He's very charismatic. Yeah, he's great, so yeah, is Michael yeah. Sheen. So you're lucky there. But if you get someone who's a bit quiet, what happens is you 
that you record for two hours. You'll say loads of funny little bits and bobs, and then they might edit you in more. And they go, "Oh, for God's sake, why doesn't that Josh Widdicombe just let the actor speak?" And you're like, "We did, and it was fucking yeah. boring." It's not Christina my fault. Christina Ritchie but- hasn't said anything. Josh Widdicombe just keeps chipping in. Nick Jonas does not speak. I'm trying to help Graham out. <laughs> It's Nick Jonas who doesn't want to answer questions about his wife, Priyanka Chopra, and there's someone from Call the Midwife here. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to create an atmosphere that people will want to watch, and I'm sorry that my Gabrielle and Scroofix chat got a round of applause, okay? I'm suing. Ian McKellen could have mentioned Screwfix. <laughs> He's from England. He knows what it is. Sheeny. Sheeny knows what Screwfix is. He, must he lives in Swansea. fucking Port <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, I punched the air when it was Sheen. I love him. Yeah, he's um, great, Sheen. Yeah, he's brilliant. Right. Um, I had one which was, um, I can't find it now, but it was, who would you replace? Who would we get to replace each other on the show? Each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would you do, Josh, if I went? So, have you died or have you walked? I've been cancelled. Okay. So I've gone, do you know what? I'll step back from the podcast Yeah. I've been cancelled. Yeah. I'll continue to take a little tickle from it. Yeah, 10%. Yeah, I'd say, well, 25. <laughs> 25. Let's not, let's not negotiate now. <laughs> but I think we've come to, I've been, I've been cancelled. We've come to agreement yeah. where I'll step aside but still take a little bit of what yeah. comes in because I helped start yeah, yeah. it. You know. Exactly, yeah. And, then, and the, the, the back catalogue still contains you. So what, people what, people what, are listening to that. What, partly the police are, for evidence. But, the police, but they're still listening to that catalogue. Yeah, it all yeah. still goes to the same pot. Um, and then what I'd do is, um, well, but then also, well, it probably would affect, uh, anyway, let's not get too bogged down in the actual contractual details. But um, I'd say what you want is someone who's very good very funny, but he's coming up, so it's set except a fee for each episode. <laughs> and you could absolutely cream off my cancellation. Well, do you know what? Initially, what you do is you do a kind of never mind the buzzcocks, have I got news for you, wouldn't you? Guest Where each you, week. You, you do a guest each week. Yeah. And then that would run out of steam early doors. Yeah. Because you need at least two regulars. Yes, of course. Well, Michael might have to have a kid. Maybe Michael steps into that role. Yeah, exactly. Step, like like um like an assistant manager who <laughs> steps forward. Yeah. He's been learning. You know, he knows and the, the, and he the, knows the DNA. He knows the and DNA. Newcastle. Sure, he yeah. might get it relegated, but everyone yeah. loves him. The listeners exactly. love Michael. Yeah. Um, well, but Michael, you could do this. You could do it. Organize a coup. Michael could leave in something I've said that's problematic. Yeah, not difficult. And then there's a furore, and then yeah. he needs to acquire a child somehow. Yeah. Maybe through his partner or yeah. other means. And then or all your, of a sudden... yours might leave. Yeah. They might be up for grabs. So I think um, I think that's probably the way it would work. Yeah. But it all depends in the circumstances. If I passed away, I think I think you'd probably get in Ivo Graham or Alice James, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe we'd just stop it. No, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Okay, really. <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you both be too grief stricken? No, absolutely not. No, I'd say, I'd say, I'd be kidnapping small children to keep generating the revenue. I'd, I'd say, a str- I'd say, it was strange actually. But as he was drifting out to sea, he did say, "Send me." He did call me and say, "My last dying wish is that you carry on the podcast without me." Yeah. So 
I, it would be disrespectful for me not to do that. Yeah, if I went to prison, maybe you'd have to sort of, you could replace well, you could do, me. You could do your one call a week. Oh, yeah, that would be quite, oh, that would, I think that would be quite good for listeners, I'd actually. I'd be fascinated with how your week's been. <laughs> My anecdotes wouldn't be yeah. like, it'd be difficult for me to complain. You're not going to yeah. believe what happened to me in Starbucks, Rob. Yeah, you're like, oh, I had a nightmare, I got my order wrong. How was yeah. you, Rob? Yeah, well, I was top bunk and I didn't sleep much last night. <laughs> Why? Um, yeah. It's only eight years to go, so I'll be all right. Yeah. Anyway, I've got to go because a man's threatening to stab me because he needs to phone his wife. Yeah, so there's a man at the front door of a kettle full of sugar. I'll just see in a bit. <laughs> Don't worry about the screaming in the background. <laughs> Bloody kids, eh? Um, okay, do you want to do a, a boomer or something? I'll do a modern boomer. boomer, boomer. Modern boomer. Am I a modern boomer? Hi, Robin Josh. Yes. My daughter is now 16, so all is fine. That's a worrying start, isn't yeah. it? But when she was smaller, probably five or six, we went to Centre Parks for a nice week away break. We decided to hire the bikes for riding round. We got one of the small bikes that can be attached to the back of the adult bike to be towed along. Everything was going great until going down the double wooden bike track. I thought I was being funny riding fast down the hill. It does. The wooden, it sounds like something like you get dared to go down and rollerblades when you're yeah. 13 in half term. <laughs> How old's the daughter? Sorry, I missed five that. Five or six. I, five or six. So okay. sort of, it's probably old enough to start riding the bike soon, but I'm probably not I confident enough. I wouldn't put her enough. down a bike. I wouldn't put my six-year-old down a wooden bike track, but I'm just saying. Well, he's, he's she's attached to him at this stage, so like sort of on, on an oh. attached tandem. Oh, fair enough. But she, I thought I was being funny riding fast down the hill. Then I forgot that I basically had a child trailer attached to the bike and took a bend too fast. I managed to make the turn, but my daughter towed behind didn't. Oh, no. She crashed into the small fence and flipped over the fence. <gasps> Understandably, she didn't want to ride any bikes that weekend for a while oh. after. No, from an anonymous. I just think that's that's not a boomer. I think that's probably no. just slightly a bad a bit of an accident, yeah, exactly. yeah. misjudged. You're you're at a new yeah. place. You're trying to have fun, and you've and you failed, but yeah. your heart was in the right place. Exactly. I exactly. think boom is more when there's a bit of ven- venom in it. Yeah, like, I'm going to prove you. I'm gonna, oh, what's that? You want to go fast here? I'll show you fast. He's not teaching her a lesson. He's not, not teaching yeah. her a- that teaching you a lesson is very much a boomer thing. I think. Well, on the subject of teaching a lesson, Rob, from yeah. Lucy, what was your favourite subject at school as a kid? And if you're a school teacher now, rather than a comedian, mm. what would you teach? Oh, right. If I had to oh, teach something. I oh, God. I think you'd be. I'd quite like to teach PE. I think you'd be quite good at that. I think I, think I didn't really enjoy PE at school because I was fat. I didn't enjoy PE. So I didn't like it that much. But I probably would. I, and let's face it. I don't want to be cleat, I don't want to be hack, and I don't want to be mean, but it's the easiest one. <laughs> Year seven to nine is fucking pointless. And then basically, yep. GCSE, you've just got to be like five fruit and veg a day, pull day, push day, bit of cardio, <laughs> eat loads of protein, keep sugar low. Oh, that's, that, that's a calf. Do you know what I mean? It's very yeah, much yeah. like trying to teach geography or history oh and putting an essay together. Yeah, so I'd pro- struggle. PE is the easiest, especially in the early, like year six or seven. Yeah, because I think I could, if you sent me into a school tomorrow, yeah. I think I could take a PE lesson. Yeah, I don't think I, I could take I a drama lesson I'd... or anything like that. Cause... Oh, I'd struggle. Shoes off. That's the first bit of a drama off. lesson. Always shoes off in the drama is studio it? at my school. Really? Yeah. Well, in PE, it was of shoes, trousers, and pants off. Yeah. But that was just for me and the one teacher. <laughs> Did you have to shower? Yeah, but I didn't like it, obviously. 
because yeah, I'd we cubed didn't up have late. to do it, and then a, a teacher turned up that implemented it. Oh, pervert! Yeah. Oh, so you have to wear the, them little. Blue, I used to wear my little blue swimming trunks, but they gave you the tiny little blue speedos. And if you couldn't swim, you had to wear a red swimming cap. It's horrible. Oh, poor little God, kids oh. with a little red caps on. Like, I told you that, like, I would be there. There was only there was two levels of PE group. Yeah, and I was I was a yo-yo club, so I was basically you was at yo-yo club. You know, like um. Like Norwich. Oh, well, you're not like a club. I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you went to Yo-Yo Club, which is the <laughs> oh, most no. Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> you know, oh, Josh Widdicombe. I was a Yo-Yo Club. Up and down, up and down. Walk the dog. This is PE. <laughs> what you've done there is an impression of Sean Walsh doing an impression of me. Sorry, Josh Widdicombe. Bruce Grobbler, you're a little bit slower. Was that Bruce Grobbler? Bruce, I can throw Um... So when I was in the bottom P group, Rob, yeah. I was a fucking, like a Greek god. It was yeah. incredible. One kid didn't finish the 100 metres, Rob. I did it in 23 seconds. Did you? So long, isn't it? That is long. If my mentality's not right, I'm all over the place, yeah. Josh. If I get my head right, I'm, I'm, I'm decent at stuff. But when my head's gone, I'm used, there's nothing there. Did I tell you one day for the PE, uh, what's it called, sports day? Yeah. They did the hurdles. We didn't learn the hurdles. <laughs> I did and shot then, put because I was fat, classic. I, I didn't do the hurdles, but I yeah. watched it. They put out the hurdles because yeah. it was the kids putting them out, didn't know which way they were meant to go. So there was the, op- the legs, you know the legs the hurdles are on? Yeah. The men are face you as you run at it so they can tip over. Yeah. They were the other way. Oh, so they were just getting stuck on them? <laughs> so they were just getting absolutely smacked on the head. It, it's mental sports day because we it's were saying crap we didn't do day. well. What they want to do is show the parents all the different sports they offer, but they don't teach you it during the year. So right. you just just stood with a javelin going, I don't know what happens here. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's mental. Doing triple, I was doing triple jump. I had no idea how to do the triple jump. Who gives a shit about shot put, even in the uh, Olympics? Yeah, no one cares. Even even the commentators don't really go to it. Also, it's going to be some massive unit from Estonia just fucking launching it. <laughs> Did you have to do proper high jump? Obviously not. Did... I was five foot four and 18 stone, Josh. <laughs> I used to drag the mat out so that the tall skinny kids could have a go. We had to learn to do the fucking Fosbury flop. <laughs> <laughs> the Fosbury flop? It sounds like a pervert getting his knob out. <laughs> um... Yeah, we had to do that. So that you fucking jumping over back. Oh, I hated it. I hated sport. I hated sports day. I did the fifteen hundred. Awful. But PE teachers basically the easiest thing to teach. We teach that. Yeah, yeah. We Pretty teach flip that. through the. I wouldn't bother with rugby. Hate it. I just make them play football every day. They'd love me. I'd have loved that at school. Just going to play yep. football. Right. Okay. Um, any more questions? Or yeah, do you want I can to give it? you another question. Let's do it. Okay. Um, if you could interview anyone, alive or dead, on the podcast, who would it be or why? Um, Bill, or Billy Connolly, I'd love to. I've never met Billy Connolly, and he's my hero. Um, but I sort of like, they always say, don't meet your heroes. So I feel like I could meet him on Zoom to talk about parenting, but I think I'd panic too much in real life. I, th- I think my job, I'd say, don't meet your heroes is bollocks. It's worked out almost every time that they've been nice. Yeah, but that's because your heroes are people that had sort of mildly successful careers, so just glad of the attention. <laughs> No offence to Josh's heroes. You mean Plymouth Argyle midfielder Ronnie Moje doesn't doesn't count in the don't you? Ronnie Moje is absolutely desperate to for someone to go Ronnie. 
I love what he did at Plymouth in 1993. <laughs> Scored at Wembley 1996. <laughs> Ronnie Mojo. Yeah. M-A-U-G-E. How do you know I'm Googling? <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Mojo. He looks like a nice guy. And he, what, did he win something at Wembley? He scored the goal that won us the playoff final. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, he's obviously your hero. Like, no offence to Ronnie Mojo, but I'd say I, that is the first time I've heard his name. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say he's probably not inundated, where if your hero was Madonna... Yeah, I'd well, take this is, meter, you know she, to go got, back on the Norton thing. She's Rob, too famous. To go back on the Norton thing, I have an unfair advantage over some people in that I'm not that into Hollywood. Yes. So those people don't really intimidate me in the same way that if I went on with, at, with Roger Mojo, Ronnie Mojo, sorry, Ronnie, <laughs> I'd just Roger him off. It would be a strange booking. I mean, if we booked Ronnie really, Mojo. For the podcast, and you got to meet your hero. I think they would regret asking that question. (laughs) Well, they said, "What hero do you want to interview?" And so you suggested you'd like Ronnie Moje on the show. I'm suggesting it's it's it's, we could we could pull it off. I'm suggesting within five minutes of the podcast going out, (laughs) Michael would be getting a call from Spotify cancelling our contract. (laughs) Oh, but no, but Ronnie might be really... He he's, a great like, guy. he's a great guy. He's got a great story to talk about, winning the playoffs. You're his hero. He's your, he's your hero. And he's probably a great guy, but I'm just sort of saying, for our demographic yeah. of parents, yeah. predominantly women, yeah. actually, yeah. I'd say a Plymouth midfielder from 1996 he's not isn't going to generate the same clicks as, say, you yeah. know... Okay. Uh, Paul McCartney. Exactly. Mine, okay. You're Paul McCartney. Answer. I'd love that because I could just listen to him talk to you because uh, Ramesh has interviewed him. Try, try yeah. and get his number. Yeah. I don't know if they swap numbers. No, I doubt it. Uh, I'd have Paul McCartney or obviously uh, the uh, Damon Albarn would be good. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you want some more, another correspondence bit here? Yeah, go on. Here we go. Well, well, who would you want to interview? Have you, oh, yeah, you said Billy, Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly yeah, yeah, um, yeah. is my sort of hero. Um, I'd like to interview Rod Stewart because oh, yeah, he's that. a... I love Roger Stewart, and he's got a very interesting life. He's got loads of kids. And he's married local. to a police woman. Officer. Officer. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, she's joined the police I now, isn't she? I think that's fucking amazing. But she went back and, and did it after, like, her modelling yeah, career and stuff. Yeah, she was a model and uh, photographer. And then yeah, she she's a police a officer police now. Officer. It's exciting, yeah. isn't it? He's got loads of talks about Rod. I've just seen there's loads there. He's got, his own, he's got his own football pitch. He used to have organise a game every Sunday in L.A., and he loves trains, doesn't he? He loves modern trains. He's got his trains. model trains. Yeah, because there was like a model yeah. train like community thing and that someone went in and trashed it when he paid for it all to be replaced. Yeah. yeah I love those I stories. Love I did um, I did the Royal Variety performance with Rod Stewart. Well, I was supposed to do it with him, but he was ill and cancelled and then you did it the year after me. What was he like? Uh, he was nice. I heard uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, we were walking off after the curtain call or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't know who Ed Sheeran was talking to, like Gregory Porter maybe or someone. And he went, um, I've just had my ass pinched by Rod Stewart. <laughs> I'd love to have my ass pinched by Rod Stewart. Yeah, so would I. My mum would as well. He had tight little trousers on. My and mum, like, my mum and dad like, love Rod Stewart. He, he, he still fucking dresses as Rod Stewart, do you know what I mean? That's what you want from a rock star though, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Elton John, I like Elton John on. Right, oh anyway. my God, Elton John would be incredible. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, Mick Jagger would be good. Should we just ask? Yeah, how do you do that though? This is the thing. I sort of like don't. And like, is Elton John following us on Instagram, Rob? Probably that's, that's not. That's how you ask. That's how you ask. Is it right? 
see if Paul McCartney and Elton John are following you on Instagram. I'm going to tell you now they're not. No. But while we're here, yeah. uh, I had a few DMs with Pauline Bunton. What a lovely woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a bit more, you know, no offence to Pauline, but she's not really no, McCartney, not Elton John level. Paul McCartney's following eight people on Instagram. It's a long shot. Who is he following? Maybe we could get to him from there. Linda McCartney. Classic. Stella McCartney, Mary McCartney, Meet Free Mondays, James McCartney. He's following his children and his... Um... And he's following his own album. Yeah. Oh, so that's that's looking like a long shot. It is, isn't it? Um, who was the other one we wanted to do? Do you know the way that the easy way to win over these old school rock stars is? Say, say how much you love one of the songs from their new album, which you obviously don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go, I absolutely love track six on the new one. Yeah, Elton John's following 279 people. Right. Any mutuals? Yes. Who? Three people that I know that could drop into his DMs. Really? Alan Carr. Greg James he's following. And Clara Ampho. He's following the Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, he's a football fan, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's following Marmite. He's following Jack Grealish. John Lennon. I can't imagine he posts much, does he? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking terrifying that morning when John Lennon's now following you. (laughs) He follows Clara Ampho. Yeah, yeah, Clara Ampho. I could say, could you just... And Jack Grealish. Do you know Jack Grealish? No. No. I've met but, him, but I don't know. I know Clara Ampho. Is this unrelatable? I know Clara Ampho. I don't think is unrelatable. He's really lovely, though, Elton John. He, he helps people, doesn't he, if people are struggling a little bit and he, he yeah, looks after people. Yeah, he just sung at um, Derek Draper's funeral, didn't he? Because he, um, he, um, he's following Jake Daniels, who's one of the first professional footballers to come out as gay, plays for Blackpool. Oh, yeah. And he came to one of my gigs. He came to my Blackpool gig, actually, with his mate. And uh, I was chatting to him and stuff like that. So I imagined Elton John's got in touch to say, yeah. if I can help you with anything. Because it's love obviously Elton a lot John. of pressure, isn't it, being a love the first John. gay footballer? Um, so, in in conclusion, we take anyone who's a massive rock star from the last fifty years. Yeah, yeah, just basically, yeah, the, yeah, probably one of the most famous people in the world. We'll take, yeah, yeah, Jay Z or Beyonce. We take them. But if that's not going to happen, we'll probably take the comedian we last did a gig with and said, "Give us your number. We might need a guest next week." Have <laughs> <laughs> you got kids? Okay, you go. Give me, give me something. Okay, or small but useful lies told to children. Yeah. Alan, Robin, Josh, just wanted to join in with a lie I've told my children. Bit of background, I admittedly swear quite a lot. I blame the influence of my Irish husband. My youngest started school in 2019, and as a small child, he was fond of a swear word or two. Okay, that's not a great start. My kids do say piss, but that's about it. After his teacher mentioned he had dropped the S word one day, I realised I need to get a grip on the situation. So I told him that he wasn't allowed to swear because he didn't have his swearing licence yet. I explained that you have to be 16 before you're allowed to swear. I already enjoyed this little lie, so I elaborated, possibly said something about alarms and the police. My eldest eight at the time backed me up, anything to wind her brother up. He later asked his dad when he first swore, so my husband wasn't aware of the lie, but luckily he did know we had to stop our child from upsetting the primary school teacher and other less foul-mouthed children. So he said he was 12. My son looked suspicious at the age inaccuracies, but in a flash of genius, I told my son that in Ireland, you're allowed to swear earlier. <laughs> that is great. I think that's Different true. Rules. Um, he com- and that, that is why people vote for Brexit, Rob. You're fucking Egypt. <laughs> 
He completely believed me and rarely swore from then on, occasionally asking how many years left until he got his swearing license. Oh. I had to admit the truth to my son last week. I'm a bit sad about it. This lie he? has given me joy over the years. So this was when he was like, that's, so he started school in 2019. Um, so he's he five, was five, about nine. About nine ten. now, yeah. Love the podcast. Yeah. Hey, love the podcast. I'm going Irish reading that. Um, yeah, so, so my kids, what is your kids like swearing? So they will occasionally say piss. And then my youngest, when she meditates, she goes, I'm going to meditate now. And goes, mm, yeah, pissy bum. And I know what she's doing, but it's sort of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, fun. it's funny. So it's, it's worth it. They love songs that have got the explicit, explicit E, you know, on like. Oh, right. When you, yeah, it yeah. comes up on like your Apple CarPlay or whatever it is. See, I think because you've got an older daughter. Yes. That's brought your younger daughter into this conversation. Whereas, because my oldest daughter's six, we haven't really got there yet. If that makes sense. Well, it's only because we listened. What really ruined it for us? We was listening to Little Lion Man by the Mumford and Sons. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. The Mumford, Mumford, yeah, Mumford. whatever. That what people who like music always do that. No, it's not the other. There. I, it's not the other. Yeah, you hate. Why do you hate that? I hated. No, I hated that I did that. Yeah, I hated myself for doing the it. moment I did it. It's not the Arctic Monkeys. It's Arctic Monkeys. I wouldn't do it with the Arctic Monkeys because I just said the Arctic Monkeys then myself. Yeah, the Gorillas, the Blur. You wouldn't say the blur. You're an idiot if you say the blur. Because it's not plural. The blur. The blur. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Anyway, yeah. Mumford and Sons, not thee. There's that song, Little Lion Man. It goes, not your fault but mine. Yeah. But we fucked it. Massive fucking it. Yeah. Loads of times. Oh, top of yeah, the voice. It's almost like the main song. line of the song. Yeah, yeah. And he fucked we it fucked up. It up so time, they yeah. were like, oh, that's it. You, my dear. So I said, you can sing along to that, but you have to change that for fudged or, or is it effed it up. So they know what the words are, but they don't use them. And yeah. they're a bit like, oh, you used them. So they do, I think they need to be, they are aware of them. But, Where are um, you with swearing and stand-up, Rob? I always feel like I want to cut it out, but I find myself doing it when I'm trying new material because I'm nervous and I'm trying to push it through. And then that swearing sticks in the routine, even by the time the routine's working, if that makes sense. Yeah, so I don't get too caught up on it at the initial stage, but when I'm refining it, yeah. I'll try cutting it out because you find if you're using the F word in the setup, it ruins the punchline. Yeah. What about if you're using it a punchline? I think the punchline's fine. Like people can be snooty about it. Jerry Seinfeld's like, oh, I don't use it at all. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But he changes his stand up once every 45 years. I think Jerry Seinfeld needs to chill out. <laughs> yeah, let's not suck him off too much. I quite like him on the show. Oh, I'd love him on the show. One of my, one of these school dads, right. And sells like fancy cars. That's his job. And he, and he's on social media with it. And he sort of uses that as a, oh, sorry. Sorry, did you just open a... No, I just um, I just banged my something on the thing because I I can't see about Prosecco. No, so um, one of the school dads has got a, uh, sells cars, fancy cars, and like quite rare cars. He's got a car dealership, right? And he uses yeah. um online to sort of show off the cars. And this is what I'm doing this yeah. week and stuff like that. Anyway, he was chatting to me about it. I was like, oh, that's good. And he was like, oh, you're doing the podcast, listen to podcasts. I was like, yeah. When I started doing that, she's talking about the different cars. So the lads in the dealership, we sit down and talk about what stock we've got and stuff we've yeah. seen, any new cars coming out and stuff. It's fun. And also it's, a, you know, and we interview people as well that love cars or different clients. I was like, who have you had on? He said, um, it was like, we had so-and-so on who's sort of the lead designer on the BMW. And we had so-and-so on who does this and Jerry Seinfeld. And then we had someone else on. I was like, oh, pardon? <laughs> it just sort of, it was so like car people. And, like, in, and yeah. it was like Jerry Seinfeld. Like, I was like, so nonplussed. I was like, Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, 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 well, he loves cars. And we've spoke to him before about cars when he's been over, he needs different cars. Like, Jerry Seinfeld. But normally, when, like, you know, 
everyone's sort of got a podcast at the moment, and especially yeah. when they're sort of quite specific. Yeah, you're like, oh, God, here we go. They're like... Yeah, well, he's doing that as a bit of extra, and it's not his actual job. It's sort yeah. of a, this is my actual job, and he's had better bookings than me. <laughs> no offence to... What's his, what's his podcast called? Oh, I don't know. That's bad, isn't it? Spike's Car Radio. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Cars, Coffee and Comedy, hosted by comedian Automated... Oh, Jerry Seinfeld goes on loads of car podcasts. Oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does he? Because he just loves cars. So I do a lot of boxing podcasts. Yeah. More for fun than for p- promo. Right. Swearing. But yeah, I do swear in it. But I think in my accent, swearing slips in more but if you're a bit posher i think you can no get away with it no one even notices that i swear yeah they presume i don't but um i don't if, if they're laughing and they're leaving yeah. happy don't overthink it yeah but if they're not laughing and they're leaving unhappy then really rethink it all that's, that's my ethos exactly. i still can't believe people come to shows and i sort of like i get there and like they do all laugh so it's not like they don't laugh and go but i'm like i can't believe i guess like middlesbrough and like a thousand people turn up yeah it's mental isn't it I know. It's very lucky. Thank you for everyone. My, to- yeah, my, tours, my tours announced soon, so I'll see you all there. And mine's announced in about six months' time. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going, you're going out just a bit after me, aren't you? I'm going. Well, I can't. I can't possibly say what autumn 2025. Oh yeah, so I'm going out in January 2025. Yeah. So I'll announce mine in the next couple of weeks. Yours will be announced middle of the year, probably. Yeah. Look at us smashing off. Right, I've got another correspondence here. Uh, instant regret stories. Hi, you sexy oh, yeah. and relatable pair. I've just been chatting about famous people for twenty five minutes. To be fair, it's quite relatable not being able to book them. Yeah, I'd say it would be yeah, more yeah. unrelatable. I was like, oh, I was chatting on the phone to Elton John the other day, yeah. and uh, 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 we've we've chatted about all the people we can't book. The fact Jerry Seinfeld has done a guy from school's po- a guy from your school's <laughs> podcast, but not yours. Yeah, and the fact that the only person I really know uh, used to play for Plymouth and he's called Ronnie Mojo. So I wouldn't say not Roger. Been- no, not Roger. I wouldn't say we've been that, yeah. you know, hoity-toity. Following on from Rob's story about his brother's hack job and his child's fringe, my wife and I have a similar fail story when we tried to cut our daughter's nails. My oh, daughter's no. not liking her nails being cut, and you have yeah. to cut them because they get so sharp, don't they? I've and they got a tip on her that. face. Go on. My daughter hated having her nails cut. Yeah. Hated it. But uh, filing was filing has saved us. Oh, and like a little bit of cardboard one, or was it an electric filer? No, a metal filer. Yeah. Or like no one of those it's like the one Rose uses. Yeah, obviously we'll and, all know that. Yeah. <laughs> what is that made out of? It's like Sambra in Brighton like, yeah, of course, actually. Yeah, yeah. listen to this one. So no, it's not it's not metal. Something is it? bald. It's, it's uh, called something bald. It's like a lolly stick with some sandpaper on. Yes, and every woman um stereotypically listening yeah. to this is screaming the name of that. Yeah, yeah. I've got no yeah. idea. But it's exact it's a lolly stick with sandpaper on and they <laughs> yeah. sit watching the telly scratching their nails on it. So we do that we just we just say to my daughter, do it yourself. Sandpaper oh. and she just does it herself and it's fine. Right, but what about when she was really little? Did you file it like that? Emery board. Emery board. Amanda yeah. Emery board. That no one no one's laughing at that. <laughs> that's your name, PR lady. That's my PR. <laughs> Amanda's loving it. She's, ah, oh, shout out to Amanda. <laughs> um, now, um, oh yeah, so, yeah, but so when she was a little baby, you'd do the file on it. We just had to push through and she hated it as a baby, but right. when we discovered the Emery board and that she could do it herself, that was a real game changer, so right. I'd recommend that. Okay, well, here's Luke's story. My daughter was not liking her nails being cut, which meant we had to do it when she was asleep. When One night, we couldn't find the child clippers we attacked her talons in the semi-dark using the adult ones oh my god 
A mid-dream flinch from my daughter resulted in me snipping her finger and not a nail and blood started to pour out. Oh, my God. <gasps> Fuck off. Oh, no. Obviously alarmed and in immense pain, she awoke from a deep sea screaming to see blood and her dad sucking her finger saying it's all going to be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> oh, that is nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> with blood in his mouth. Once a plaster had been secured, she eventually went off to sleep and proceeded to tell the childminder the next day, Daddy cut my finger when I was asleep. Fuck it. Who yeah, knows how much good. therapy will cost yeah. to convince her I'm not a vampire. Thanks, Lou. Oh, P.S. It wasn't word. a deep, bad cut, but just enough for the blood. She was fine the next day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Waking up, it's all going to be okay. I'm sucking her finger, blood everywhere. Fucking Nora. I told you about that go. when I tried to bottle feed my daughter when she was asleep. I didn't put the lid on properly and just poured the whole bottle yeah. over her face. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Life's tough. Um, right. Um, Small business, Josh, before we go. Yeah, one more to... question yeah. from Matthew and lots of others. When are Lou and Rose coming back on? Oh, yes, we need Soon. to book that in. Soon. Soon. We booked it in, Rob. Oh, have we? Yeah. Oh, we've booked Rose in, haven't we? We put Rose in. And then we'll do Lou after. Yeah, so soon. So get your because questions in Because we need in Rose in first cause, to see if you are, you are still together. Because yeah. every time I've asked, you said she's not in the house. So it would be quite nice to moment. hear from her before <laughs> the conspiracy theories take control. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, right. Maybe I'm just going to pretend I'm still with Rose for 10 years to keep the podcast going. Actually, I think the podcast, it will be better for the podcast if you had split up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want you to, but I'm saying it's a juicier, and everyone loves a juicy, you know, story. People no. like other people's pain, don't they? That's the problem. Yeah. And I'm not saying that yeah. we have split up. No, I'm not saying. Um... <laughs> You're like Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith. You're still together, but separate. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you've got mates that, are, yeah. that have split up and they've got kids, yeah. and you'll go, so how do you work it? Yeah. And they'll go, so I do, you know, they'll give you the days, and they go, so yeah. I, I, half the days I'm with the kids, and then half the days. Just time to myself. And sometimes I do think. <laughs> Those days seem nice. <laughs> What's that like? What's that like? Um, right, here's a small piece of shout, yeah? Yeah. This one's from Bromley. Is that too close to us? stories. It's a Bromley one here. We get loads of stuff. Why do we get so many for selfies? Yeah, I don't know. It's like a kind of self-petrating myth because they go oh my mate got one on I'll send it in and then it just keeps going I suppose I don't know here we go I'd love a small business shout out for my new Bromley based business eat sleep dream repeat that is a small catchment area I'd say you could go Kent southeast. do you know what I mean like put a bit of shift in yeah. it right, um, I'm a, I've got my new small business I'm a stand up comedian Bromley based we'll do gigs in Bromley only <laughs> Anyway, run by me and my husband, Mark. We offer stylish sleepover parties for kids in South East London and Kent. Oh, they've they extended it. We will turn up with mini indoor tents, beds, fairy lights, and themed decor to create a magical sleepover party. Not having to build mini tents or blow up endless mattresses like Lou did. Yeah, Lou had a nightmare with that. Don't do it yourself. It's too much hard work, and you've got to store it somewhere. Now, for your daughter's birthday in December, we will do it all for you. We, have, we haven't used these people, by the way, yet. Um, we might do, may not. We have loads of themes from Rose Gold and Movie Night to football and gaming. We've even teamed up with fellow Bromley Business and parenting health favourite, Grazy Pickle. Oh, yeah, there oh, the, we go. Yeah, there here the, we uh, go. Here we this go. is, they've been told by the pickles, the old Grazy Pickles. Yeah. They've got a double shower here, Grazy Pick. Um, to offer our customers midnight feast, grazing boards and grazing tables, we can be found at Eat, Sleep, Dream, Repeat com or Instagram and Facebook at Eat, Sleep, Dream, Repeat Events. Stay sexy relatable, Alison Bromley. Hello, Rob, Josh and Michael. My name is Michelle and I run a business called Find Your Spark, which specialises in working with children, young adults and adults, young people and adults with ADHD. <laughs> it is this true. Follows, yeah. 
Get yourself down there, boy. Yeah. This follows on from my late diagnosis of ADHD at 37 years old, so now I want to help others not go through as much of a struggle as I did. We deliver ADHD coaching one-on-one and in groups across Essex as well. It's nice to get out of Kent, somewhere different. Uh, groups across Essex as well as offer these services <laughs> online as well. Website is <laughs> www.findyourspark.co.uk. Oh. Instagram at findyoursparkADHD. And as a special gift, listeners and podcasts can have 10% off any service as we want to help as many people as possible. Thank you so much for making me laugh and smile over the years. I do, lo- I do love the way that we both go, well, we might have ADHD, but like we've sort of just found jobs where we can cope and deal with it, but we both pay privately for therapy when we need, when our head <laughs> completely falls off. Like I'd say we've sort of, <laughs> we've took the problem, we've took the problem out of the hands of the NHS and just gone somewhere to get help because we're in a very privileged position to do so. So yeah. if you do think you need ADHD diagnosis or help, get yourself down there. It's good to know. Knowledge is power, Josh. Yeah. See you next week. Bye.